Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is a COVID Christmas pageant. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I am Pastor Amanda Zensalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, let's take one quick step back, because I did not do Christmas pageants when I was a kid. <laughs> And I think we've done a podcast on them, but as a gentle reminder to those who did not grow up with these, what is a Christmas pageant to begin with? This is the time and the Sunday or the evening or whenever a congregation or community does this, where the kids or community together tell the Christmas story. It's oftentimes the nativity scene. It's oftentimes that kind of we're in the barn and there's some animals and Mary and Joseph travel to get to the barn and there's no room at the inn and then Jesus is born and maybe there's angels and shepherds and it's telling the story of Jesus's birth. The roots of this, and I think that we covered that in the nativity could be podcast that we did a year or two or three ago, who knows but you can find out when if you visit our page and we'll have linked to it. This dates back to St. Francis of Assisi. Yep. He created the first nativity and we kind of have taken it from there. So folks have nativities maybe in their houses or on their front lawns. Uh, my neighbor has theirs out already. So that is one piece, but this is the opportunity to tell the story as a community and kind of act it out. Is there like a set one that's out there that everybody uses or does every church kind of make their own? I think it's kind of an every church makes their own. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Do you try to change it up every year or is it like, here's our tried and true, let's just go for it? It again, depends on community. I mean, we have a stock of costumes in our congregation And many congregations do have this kind of stock of various sides of shepherds costumes and various sizes of angels. And here's wise people outfits and those kinds of things. And the manger that lives somewhere in the church building throughout the rest of the year. So those props and costumes and pieces kind of hang out and congregations either reuse them year after year or they may change it up. Central had a history of kind of doing an all-generation pageant when I first arrived and not so focused just on the kids telling the story. In recent years, we've had such a large group of kids that we've let the kids tell the story with assistance from the Sunday school director. And it's a wonderful opportunity for the kids to get to be the storytellers of the day. Sure. Is it hard to do most years in general, just trying to wrangle that many people and that many schedules to get something together? Or is it like we got two hours just before the service, we're going to whip it together and we're done? Again, it depends upon your congregation and what your goals are and what mode of operation is. Some congregations practice and plan it for six and eight weeks at a time. And sometimes it's anybody who wants to participate, show up two hours before service and we're going to throw together a show. It really varies depending upon, like I said, what your goal is. What is the purpose of doing the event? Just like any other worship thing, 
knowing what your goal is and what your purpose is helps you to understand how far back you need to walk it for your planning and how you're going to do that to be successful to meet your goals. So if your goal is we want to include as many children as we possibly can. And we want these children to hear the story of Jesus's birth because we want that story to be a part of their growing up. Mm -hmm. And so those are our two goals, that they hear the story of Jesus being born and that anyone possible is included. Then that might mean that you're planning ahead for those families that need to plan ahead that you're creating something that someone could step in that's just walked in the door that morning, but is excited and wants to be a sheep. Sure. And so you help them to be a sheep without ever having participated in practices, right? You build something that meets all kinds of different people where they are, depending upon what your focus and your goal is for that lesson. That sounds incredibly hard right there. Now, how do you do that in a pandemic when it may or may not be a stay-at-home order, but we're definitely not in a church in any case? Yeah, this is really hard. And religious leaders have been talking about this, and Sunday school teachers have been talking about this behind the scenes for months now. And people have been trying to figure out how are we doing this, and what are the resources, and how do we do this well? There are some resources out there right now that are creating scripts for Zoom. Sure. That are offering backgrounds with like angel wings or you put a background on that's the barn. You can use the Zoom filter thing and put a halo over your head and suddenly you're the angel Gabriel. There's things that some companies are doing specifically like that and then offering... A script to go along with it for you to use. Some folks are imagining something that could be filmed off-site by individual families. Mm-hmm. And those kinds of scripts are out there. For us at Central, I have been looking at those resources and hoping that we could pay someone to give us something that would work. And... I try very hard to do the best that I can to keep us copyright compliant. Sure. And many of those resources, because they are paid for resources, ask that they not be recorded or live streamed. Oh, interesting. Because they need people to pay for the resource, not Mm -hmm. watch it and recreate it. With that being the case, I've started to work on writing one for Central Lutheran that we own and we can share as people would like. It's a little late to be working on it. I have a very short turnaround. (laughs) I really have to get it done this week and get it into the hands of the community. Does your theater background help in all of this? I think absolutely. There's a lot of where, I mean, I'm not a script writer. Please don't think that just because I'm a theater person that I'm a script writer, but I can try. And my basic format, that certainly has got to help. I know the basic format and I'm a good improv actor. Mm -hmm. So I could imagine kind of improv style stuff that we could do with something to create a scene. But the big piece has been what we're thinking, what we're imagining is we're taking stock of the skills that we have within our congregation and what is realistic to have happen and 
what can be done in the time limit that we have. So we have a student who is currently taking a video editing class. Nice. And so we are going to look for a group of families who would be willing to record short videos of small scenes, 10 or 11, depending upon how the script ends out, 10 or 11 short scenes, and then have that student edit them together. And if that student needs backup, I have the capacity to edit those together. And so I will be the safety net. And so we know that our community has the skills that we need to be able to create this. And then we, and we want to empower our people to participate. That's a big thing for Central is that we want as many people participating in things as we possibly can. And so we're going to try to spread this out around 10 or 11 different families or more if we can find more. We'll have the student splicing things together and offering support for him. And then the goal for me theologically this year. Yeah. Right? Because there's a there's got to be a purpose. This isn't just a pageant for the sake of a pageant. And not just to tell the story, which hopefully they know as well. Maybe they know, maybe they don't. We can tell the story, but how are we going to tell it? What's the trait or the concept that we want to be sharing? And this year we're really focusing on, and we intentionally started back with All Saints with our candles and we're moving it through into Advent and we'll be focusing on it a lot for Christmas, is hope and resiliency. And those are the kind of two key words that as we're planning in the background for worship and as we're planning in the background for what we're writing and putting out in newsletters and what we're going to create for the pageant and all of those things, we're hoping to build hope and resiliency within our community because we need it right now yeah, in the midst do. of COVID. Those right? are some amazing messages, even amongst my own family, that's coming to terms with the fact that Thanksgiving and Christmas are going to look very different this year. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my best to be the positive voice of just because it's not exactly the same doesn't mean it's going to be bad or terrible or disappointing. Mm -hmm. And trying to fight that disappointment level is tough. And it's super hard. Hope is a wonderful message to send out for that. And hope is something that we build, right? It's something that we choose. It's not something that is just like bubbles into your life and shows up because "Mm, I'm feeling so hopeful. Hope is a curated thing, And so I've been doing, I've been working a lot with this over the last months and I have done a little bit of research, not a ton. So I'm by far not an expert on this, but when I heard someone asking a talk show host that was asking someone, you know, do you have any hope to give us to someone who is speaking on anti-racism work? And the response back was, don't ask me for that. Ask your pastor for hope. That's their (laughs) job. So I heard that quote and I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, okay. Oh, you're on the spot now, (laughs) right? I'm like, okay. So if that's my responsibility, then I need to learn more about how do we build hope and how do we build resiliency and what are the traits? So I've done some research in how you build hope in children and what are the things that children need in order to build those traits The quote from this particular article says, to sustain a liberating form of hope, a child needs four skills. 
a full repertoire of coping strategies, contingency thinking, reality surveillance, and reality construction. Whoa. So what this kind of means, and, and another article breaks those four down as attachment or community. Sure. Survival, which is data gathering and creativity, that ability to survey reality and understand mm-hmm. it. Mastery, which is validation and inspiration. That's some of those coping strategies. Sure. And spiritual resources. So that reality construction, how do we understand our world? And it comes down to these kind of spiritual resources. So I've taken these big concepts and I grabbed a whole bunch of the coping strategies, tools that we use to get through. And then I sat down with the Gospel of Luke, chapter one and two, and I broke it down into each little section to see how those traits of hope relate to that portion of the scripture. So for example, chapter one, verses five through 17, the angel Gabriel comes to Zechariah and tells Zechariah that Elizabeth is going to have a son. And so this is a spiritual resource text about prayer and about connecting and that faith and prayer can help us to hope for things even that we haven't seen. When I create the script, yep, what you'll see on screen is the angel Gabriel visiting Zechariah. And what will go out with the packet to parents is in this scene, we see how connection with faith gives Zechariah hope for something he hasn't seen before. What is something that you and your family haven't seen, but you're hopeful for? And how can you imagine that happening? How could you pray about that? So that even if the students don't show up to the pageant and see the whole story unfold, that each of the 10 or 11 packets that go out to create the video each have a mini lesson on a trait or a way to build hope and resiliency. And put all together, hopefully, it will tell a beautifully hopeful story, but it'll tell everything from Being still is a great coping strategy when you're feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Maybe being still and being quiet is a great option for calming yourself down when you're overwhelmed. And that can help you to be hopeful. Or knowing things from other people, making a connection with other people, right? So Mary and Elizabeth getting to meet one another and hang out together. That connection can form a hopeful connection. So each piece of the story then will relate back to this message. Because during COVID, that's what we need. We need hope. And it's also fair to say that families are way overtaxed right now and overwhelmed. Oh, yes. And so they realistically may not be able to do anything other than put their one minute video together and send it in. Well, what I love about it is that it seems that at every point, every step, no matter how you engage, if you're willing to engage... You're going to get something out of it, even if you never see the compiled end result. That's, again, not meaning to be punny. That's my hope. Yeah. Right? Is that we can at least offer even just this one little bit. If all you do is read these five verses of Mary greeting Elizabeth to get the Christmas story this year, maybe hearing that connection between generations is sacred and important to God and that 
people will come together in hard times and can celebrate one another and that women can celebrate one another and women in hard and scary situations can celebrate one another. Maybe that will be where the little bit of hope lies for this holiday season. Do you think you're going to get this in time so others can use it? Or is this something that you'll see how it goes this year and put it out for others for following years? I'm going to try and get it done so others can use it. If I can turn it around for our community to be able to pull it together, hopefully it would still be able to be put together by other communities as well. I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. And so if that's the case, we'll put the PDF of the script up with this podcast because hopefully by the time this podcast goes live and you've edited the podcast, I've gotten the pageant done. Nice. (laughs) It's a race to the finish. It's a race. And if it's not there right away, because life happens, I will have it out as soon as possible. And folks who are interested in seeing a copy of this are welcome to email me at pastor at centralportland.org. And I will be happy to shoot a copy off to you. When this is all put together, how are you hoping to present it? Is it part of a church service? Is it its own thing? Or is it just a video that people can watch online, offline, streaming somewhere? Well, we're hoping for a couple options. We are hoping to premiere the video (laughs) on December 16th, which is Less Shockingly than a quick <laughs> from when we are recording this right now. And the hope is that we'll be able to premiere it on the 16th because it's 7 p.m. on December 16th. Central is going to have a hot cocoa and Christmas carol karaoke Zoom party. Nice. And we're hoping that we can show this video that night so that if the kids can come that night for hot cocoa and carols, that maybe they'll get to watch the video with us then as well. We will be using it as our sermon in worship on December 20th before Christmas Eve. And that will be when it's shown for the majority of our community. December 20th will be live streamed on Facebook. Okay. Because again, we'll own all the rights to be able to do that. So on December 20th, it will be live streamed and be available through the rest of the week for folks. If they want to watch it, they can go to facebook.com slash central Lutheran slash live. And that's where our videos are. And the video will be there. And it'll probably be about halfway through that worship service Mm -hmm. will be the video will be played. Excellent. Okay. That's going to lead me to my last question. You have been a pastor for a while now, and I'm not sure how you feel about the pageants every year, if you were feeling like they needed to be shaken up. Did you enjoy this year having completely different constraints on what you were going to do, or was it as overwhelming as everything else seems to be in the pandemic? It's overwhelming, and it's an opportunity. Sure. There was a day where I was able to set all the administrative and all, this is also end of year, right? So we're doing budgeting and we're trying to get annual reports in and the December newsletter and we're redesigning Christmas Eve for the first time because pandemic and the news from the pandemic is increasing. So all of these things are taking a ton of my time. But for one day, for about six hours, I set all of that aside and just sat and read the first two chapters of the Gospel of Luke and imagined how can I help our kids learn hope? Mm -hmm. 
And it was such a gift to get to do that and create the structure, the bones, the outline. Now I just have to create something that has the meat on it. I've got to give it the breath and give it life. And so I'm praying that I can get that part done as well and not as I head into this week and this work week with all the meetings that I don't get distracted, that I can stay focused on how do we teach our children to be people of hope during a pandemic. I believe in you. It's going to be fabulous. God willing. Hey, the candles turned out amazing. So many beautiful people participated in that. And as long as I can make this something that many people participate in, and we give this back to the communities, then it can breathe. It's going to be wonderful. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about a COVID Christmas pageant. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for joining us. If this intrigues you, please feel free to come and join us on December 20th. And you can find out more information about that on our Facebook page and on our website, centralportland.org. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.